Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast today. We pay our respect to the elders of all of the lands on which we meet across Australia. Welcome to Freedom of Species, the animal advocacy show on 3CR. You just heard Out of the Pan with Sally Goldner, and you can tune in to Sally's show every Sunday at 12pm. It's Claire here, and I wanted to acknowledge that I'm coming to you from Jajarung country in central Victoria. I wanted to pay respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to the First Nations people on whose lands you're listening in from today. So welcome to Freedom Species, Dia. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, yeah, I wondered if you could start by just introducing yourself. Um, my name is Dia. Um, in Arabic, it's Dia. I'm the son of two Palestinians who were forcibly removed from their homes and their towns and country. My dad was born in Gaza and his family is from Gaza and they were forcibly removed in 1949 and my mom is from Beit Lahem and her family was forcibly removed in 1967 and yeah we've been living in so many different countries since then <laughs> since I was born I've been in eight different countries up until we reached Australia. Sorry if this is a pers- quite a personal question, but how did you come to, to be in Australia and also very regional Victoria and Bendigo? <laughs> I think that was just pure uh, luck and fate, as someone might say. I've met my wife overseas when she was um, living in the UAE, mm-hmm. and I was living in the UAE at that time, and we met and things just happened and progressed and we got married and we had two beautiful children and then COVID happened and my wife is from Australia so we figured maybe it's time to make the move and come just for our children to have a secure future. Mm. Yeah yeah well very glad to have you here and part of the community. (laughs) Thank you. I mean this seems like a silly question to ask a Palestinian person but um (laughs) How did you come to be involved in free Palestine activism? I think being born Palestinian, you're born with it. Yeah. It runs in your blood. It's part of who you are. But I still think free Palestine should be a cause for every human. You know, when you see the oppression that's inflicted on the Palestinians by the Israeli occupation, when you look at the apartheid system that exists and is forced upon them, you can see that with different roads set up and different towns. And mm-hmm. if you look at documentaries, you can actually see that they build cages on the windows. So they're not even allowed to go out of their windows. 
the the current genocide that's taking place in in Palestine, whether that be Gaza or the West Bank or the occupied territories, um, you know, the nonstop attacks. Mm-hmm. It's it's a human duty. It's like our duty to stand up for justice and support the Palestinians. Because I feel like if you're staying silent, it doesn't make you complicit, but it does make you complicit in other ways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to Palestine yourself or your family is? My family has been. Yeah. <laughs> my family. So my, my dad was born in Gaza. And then after they left Gaza, they're, they're not allowed to return. They've lost the right to return. We still have family members in Gaza. So my dad's uncles and cousins are still there. My mom, when she left in 67, she managed to visit back twice. But after the 90s, like she's lost the right to return as well, alongside her family that had already been removed. I have one brother that was born in Bethlehem (laughs) out of the four brothers. And the rest of us are born in different places. I was born in Jordan. One of my brothers was born in Kuwait and the other one was born in Oman. So we're all born in different areas of the world. We don't have the right to return anymore. You lose it. And I feel like this is the biggest fear that anyone currently in in Gaza or the West Bank, they have the same fear as it happened to the people before them back in 1948. As soon as you get out, there's no way back in. Mm -hmm. And you lose the right to come back to your country. Yeah, I have a good friend whose father's Palestinian and he was born Mm. here. So he has an Australian passport and he has considered trying to visit Palestine mm. on his Australian passport because, you know, there have been instances where the diaspora children can kind of sneak in using foreign mm. passports, but, um, you know, his name is very Palestinian, so he's going to get stopped yeah. at the border. I mean, his name's is yeah. Sabah. <laughs> yeah. He's not, like, sneaking into Palestine. Mm. Yeah, it's, it seems wild when, you know, I've had other friends who have been completely ignorant of the situation considering going to Israel on holiday, and it's like... How can you even consider to do something like that when people who have been displaced or their children do not have the right to visit? I I do believe that this is an eye-opening as well when they go themselves and Mm -hmm. enter the occupied territories and they see with their own eyes the injustices and the way the Palestinians are treated. Most of the people that I know that went and came back, they came with a different mindset to what they went with. Yeah. I mean, I think, though, depending on how you structure your visit, it could potentially Mm. be very easy to go and remain very ignorant. Like if you just go to like majority Israeli cities where there's not the real apparent, Mm. you know, obviously if you go somewhere like Hebron, you know, Jerusalem, you can see Mm. like apartheid and really intense repression in action but if you maybe went to like Tel Aviv you could just kind of pretend that you were in this fantasy land of the land of milk and honey I've seen people Mm. post about on Facebook and it's just like really like it's kind of Mm. like blood and genocide actually yes (laughs) yeah it's not your playground Mm. to go and have a nice holiday and anyway makes me very enraged Mm. (laughs) I'm sure sure you you're not alone yes yeah (laughs) I met you through Free Palestine activism in central Victoria through the actions in Castlemaine and then Free Palestine Bendigo. So mm. I've talked to Kate from Free Palestine Central Victoria, but can you tell me a little bit about Free Palestine Bendigo? 
I tried to think of the best way to describe Free Palestine Bendigo, and I think it's what do you call it? Grassroots group of individuals that stood together to show support and solidarity with Palestine. Yeah. We're very diverse, and we come from all works of life. We have all ages. I'm trying to remember, like, my son probably is the youngest because he's yeah. about a year and a half. But then that grows, the list grows. We have people in their teens and we have people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 80s. <laughs> we come from all different religious backgrounds and what do you call it? Different political persuasions. Yeah. And we all have one thing in common. And that's the thing that brought us together which is being concerned for what's happening in Palestine, in Gaza, in the West Bank, in the occupied territories. And we're seeking or we're trying to find a peaceful resolution to what's happening by democratic means. And that usually happens by lobbying governments and, you know, local states reaching to our council and mm. trying to reach federal. And all we want is for them to take a stand against the Israeli acts of genocide against the Palestinians. Sometimes it gets frustrating. <laughs> because <laughs> you feel like nobody is listening or nobody yeah. wants to know the truth. But you got to keep trying and got to keep trying to push through, make the plight of the innocent there in Palestine for the general public. We try to educate and we try to just raise awareness and put information out there for people to learn and to know the truth. Because as you know, the media hasn't been extremely biased in this mm. or unbiased. <laughs> yeah. You can only hear one side of the story and every once in a while you're lucky if you hear something about the other side, unfortunately. And we were very lucky because we we're the group that we have, the group of individuals is very diverse. And I'm sure from your visit, you managed to see that as well. Yeah. What are some of the things that Free Palestine Bendigo does? We rally every Friday at 5.30 p.m. We started this from late October onwards. We successfully had a meeting with Lisa Chester, where we discussed the situation in Palestine and the possible actions that could be taken. And she had promised to come and rally with us on a Friday and to hand deliver a letter to the prime minister as well that's written by the citizens of Bendigo. We've, this is the most recent thing that we have done. We've contacted the council, submitted a petition to show support to the people of Gaza. And unfortunately, we just heard back about this. And unfortunately, they've rejected it, <laughs> with the reason being that it stands out of their power. We had a very similar reaction here from the Mount Alexander Shire Council. They said that what's happening in Palestine has no bearing mm -hmm. on local council business, which is pretty short-sighted and outrageous way of understanding the way that the world works. Well, when you have very informed people and people who are capable and able to do the research and go back and look at the history of things, when you only know that two years ago, the same council hosted the ambassador of Ukraine and they showed support to Ukraine, that's when you start raising questions. Yeah. Is it different? Is it double stat? Like, is this a friction of the double standards that Palestinian people have been receiving over the many, many years of oppression? Yeah, but we'll continue pushing. We'll... That's something for us to look into yeah. as well, is if there's been a similar Ukraine motion passed by the Castlemaine Council. Mm. Yeah. But we'll continue to push, we'll continue to find ways, we're going to continue trying to contact 
Because end of the day, you just want to show the truth. You show the truth. I'm quite sure every human being is going to stand with the Palestinians if you show the truth and what they go through on a daily basis under the occupation. Yeah. Um, whether that was from 1948 or if it was just starting yesterday, mm. whenever you look at it, you'll see these oppressive acts and the most recent acts of genocide. We're hoping for an outcome from the ICJ because I think that would sway the world a little bit more and it would it might sway the world and show the actual acts that are happening there might not be any more censorship in showing what actually happens and if you're an individual and you're looking towards finding the truth it's not so hard anymore you have a device in your hand or you have a device that you can type on and go and find the information that you want um, if you don't want to read from the news, if you don't want to go to websites that are supported by governments, you can always go straight to journalists now, like Marta Zazaiza and Hent Khudari. There are, there are so many Palestinian journalists that show the truth as it happens, show you live events of what's currently happening there. Yeah, I've been involved in free Palestine activism probably for about 15 or more years, and it does feel mm. really different recently like it does yeah like people are starting to wake up and starting to learn not only the histories but also to see very clearly what's happening mm. it's very yes there's such a cognitive dissonance between what israel claims and what we see every day on our screens you know their, their mm. claims about protecting civilian life and their claims about you know being careful and and all the kinds of propaganda that they come out with is just simply belied by their actions it's yeah it's so blatant yeah yeah it's unfortunate but you start seeing thousands of people and millions of people around the world all standing up and all protesting and making sure their their voices are getting heard and you just get to realize that in a lot of places around the world it's only the governments that support israel where the millions of people support palestine it just makes you think yeah definitely has there been a highlight of the free palestine bendigo actions has there been anything particularly that you've enjoyed participating in or felt like had a really significant impact I feel like it's just the fact that we live in a regional town and people continue to show up week in, week out, whether it's the New Year or the Christmas or, you know, like whatever period you go through, there's always someone showing up. There's always someone holding a flag and raising it or holding a banner or a small informative sign. I think that brings me joy to see it happening so far away from Palestine, knowing that people are still, you know, they're still seeing and they still want the same freedom that they have in this country to be available for the citizens of a different country. Mm. It's heartwarming to see that. We've had a workshop to do, you know, some art for Palestine, and that has been really good as well. I enjoyed it very much because I got to see different ages and different people just coming all together to sit together and make art, write, draw, whatever your talent is. I mean, I don't have any talents when it comes to drawing or painting, but I did try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> that for me has been very uplifting because mm. you don't feel like you're alone. Yeah. Yeah. 
my sister and I came last week to the um, mm. regular protest and one of the things that we said after we left was, my goodness, that was like the friendliest, most welcoming mm. to people I think that we've ever rallied with. Like we were just welcome with open arms and had mm. great conversations with people and, yeah, and just the solidarity I think of coming together. You've, if you're just by yourself and isolated watching this horror unfolding, it can feel very isolated mm. and disempowering, but getting to come together as a community and take a stand together, I think is, is really beautiful. What are some of the challenges that you feel that there are in regional organising for Free Palestine? I believe the biggest challenge challenge is just related to the distance. You know, a lot of people think they are so far away and have no influence or no obligation. And they think that their actions to stop the genocide holds no way. When in reality, we, we've seen this happening before in history. And we have seen the effects of boycotting, rallying, peaceful protesting. And, you know, one of the most important thing of all, and I think this is so the biggest effect in what's currently happening there is the power of social media, the power of sharing and the power of showing the truth. A much higher percentage now know of the reality of the oppression and they know about the history of Palestine and they know that it hasn't started in 2023 or you know 2008 or 2014. It goes way back to 1948 and it has been going since then. I think I believe that that's the biggest challenge is sometimes people just want to live in in their own little bubble and not be bothered by the news internationally but then again i see the numbers rising every week we have more people coming you have new faces coming people want to know they will make the efforts you can't reach everyone obviously but whoever is open to know the truth and open to learning we try and reach mm. i think that's the biggest challenge we face so far do you have any advice for people who are interested in regionally organising their own communities for Palestine? I would say don't think twice. <laughs> Start a small action, a vigil or a small picnic. Put the word out within your community, within the people that you know. Most people with humanity and hearts tend to stand up for the oppressed. They don't care about you know, the unfortunate events that happen when Coke bottles get thrown at you from cars or, you know, someone screams an offensive slur at you while they're passing by. Just know that if you're standing for something that's right, do it. Mm. There is nothing to stop you. Yeah. Looking 100 years back, the things that people have fought to get us where we are right now with human rights is unbelievable. It's unbelievably unbelievable to think of the things that people did not have the rights to 60 or 70 years ago, and now we do. So there is power for the people. And that's what we just have to remind ourselves of that. That's an amazing and inspiring note to end on. Um, so thank you <laughs> again so much for your time today. I've really appreciated talking to you. No, thank you for having me, Claire. Um, Hopefully more of these conversations happen with a lot of different people, not just to be informative or for people to know. It's it's education and sharing stories of history from people that has actually, you know, suffered or went through all different types of displacement or suffering. <laughs> 
I did want to go some in in some personal mm. in some personal way. If if you don't mind, just before yeah. we end it, right. unfortunately, about six members of our family so far have been killed by the Israeli forces, mm. which I I believe I don't know. Sometimes I like to think we're lucky. It's only six, and it's not more. You know, but that that, that that's a bit more sad to think that way. About two weeks ago, my my dad's cousin, who's a surgeon, had to perform an amputation on his kitchen table in his house for his own daughter mm-hmm. because their house was bombed and it was surrounded by the occupation forces, so they couldn't go to any hospital. So he had to do the operation in the house with his children. And you know, I'm not I'm not bringing things that I've heard on on the news or things that my family shared. It's a video, it's taken, it's on Twitter or X, it's there, it exists. You can see it with your own eyes. We can only hope that our voices reach and we can make a difference. Thank you. Yeah, that's really, what's the word? Clarifying, I think. Mm. Yeah, if people, hear this and haven't been active before like hopefully this will encourage them to yeah that you know we're very welcoming open movement and we need your voices and we need to change everything we need everyone so please Mm -hmm. yeah let this be motivation for you to get out on the streets and and join add your voices as you said before it's the governments that support Israel, it's not the people of the world. Um, there's a beautiful mm-hmm. chant, you know, in our thousands, in our millions, we are all Palestinians. We're all Palestinians. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's just so descriptive of, of the importance, mm-hmm. of, yeah, of acting in solidarity with oppressed people all over the world. Yeah. Our first song for today is the tune We Won't Forget by Dean Squad, Kata Zahir, Jay Dean and Shadi Aki. Le 
albums qu'ils ont lancés sur nous pour cela Nous vengerons par les chansons et nos voix Prends cet enfant dans tes bras Desde Rio del Mar, Palestine sera libre No pueden tratarnos como juguetes No lo olvidaremos a los inocentes que mataron a ustedes Me sonan en la raza Anata Dekker, Wala Nansa Biruh mi dam, Anasru Qarib, Hadwa Adna Filistin, Duwala Ramdasin, Oldurulain, Chujuklara, Nukmi Ajaz Onla de Chinsabashiruz, Biz Son Suza Kazab, from Palestine to the Congo Stand in solidarity with Palestine this Sunday. With the most devastating attack ever launched on the people of Gaza, it's time for all of us to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people. Israel has waged war on the Palestinians for the last 75 years. The Nakba, ethnic cleansing, occupation of the West Bank, East Jerusalem and Gaza. Israel has now imposed a total blockade on Gaza and declared war, stopping food, electricity and fuel and launching an all-out attack. We have to mobilise to show our support for Palestine. 12pm, State Library, this Sunday. Rally to demand freedom and justice for Palestine. No war on Gaza. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. Things need topping up every now and then. More tea, auntie. Thanks, bub. Including your COVID protection. If you're an adult and it's been six months since you caught COVID or had a COVID jab, you can now top up with a free COVID-19 booster. It helps keep you and your mob protected from serious illness from COVID-19. So talk to your doctor or health worker about a free COVID-19 booster or visit health.gov.au forward slash top up to find out more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Freedom of Species on 3CR. That was We Won't Forget. Our next tune is From Gaza with Love by St. Levant. St. Levant won GQ's Man of the Year Award and his acceptance speech went viral as he spoke about the attempt made to censor the contents of this speech and his refusal to abide by the request not to mention Palestine if he won. All I know, all I know is to be Palestinians, so always rep where you come from. 
Eyes up on your line at the customs Told her she can meet me up in London She let me cause I came from Gaza with love But I feel like it's worse if I ever back From Gaza with love Somebody tell Bella Hadid Let's change out to Abdul Hamid Now I mean to come off too strong But still also falahi I'm planting the seeds Yeah, I need I could get you what you need But I hate it when a text go green Do you miss me or did you leave, baby? Came from Gaza with love But I feel like it's worse if I ever went back From Gaza with love If they had it done away, we would never go back From Gaza with love, baby Palestine has sent Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne invites you to join us on Saturday the 17th of February at midday at the State Library, Swanson Street, Melbourne to mark the 20th anniversary of the death in custody of Redfern teenager TJ Hickey. Honour the memory of TJ and the many deaths in custody families that now number more than 555 since the 1991 Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. No one to date has been held responsible for these deaths. We demand end the practice of police investigating police and immediate implementation of all 339 recommendations of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. Come along Saturday 17th of February, midday at the State Library. Ischia Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. Women in Community Radio, come along to the NEMBC Multicultural Women's Forum, A Seat at the Table, where we can meet online and network, share experiences and learn new skills. This forum is being held in Adelaide in a hybrid format, so you can join in online as well. If you're from a multicultural background and involved in radio or interested in radio broadcasting, then this forum is for you. Let us meet on Saturday, 10th of February, 2024, for a day of interesting talks, training sessions and fun activities. Please register at admin at nembc.org.au. A link will be sent to you closer to the date. If you need more information, please send an email or visit our Facebook page, Women Broadcasters. A 3CR supporter. Thanks, listeners. If you have any feedback on the show, please feel free to email us at freedomofspecies at gmail.com. We will share links to each of the Free Palestine Collective's social media on the show website and in the show notes. Freedom of Species airs on 3CR every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Tune in on 8.55 a.m. 
We're also streamed live via the 3CR website and all previous episodes are available via 3cr.org.au forward slash freedom of species as well as on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we're going to go out with our last song, which is No More War by K-Boy, The Steppers and Hawani Rios. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.